0: Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, May the 12th, 2023. It is a stunningly gorgeous day here by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It is, uh, let's see, oh my god, well apparently it's 80 degrees. 80 degrees and mostly sunny skies, looks like it'll get a little hazy soon, Uh, but it's been very pleasant out. Went for a nice run this morning. took Oliver to school as always and it was for the first time since before the pandemic uh, the event at school where parents can come in for the first period and sadly Oliver did not want us to come in because uh, it would just kind of make him nervous and anxious and distract him which I understand but it's also a bummer because I still haven't been in the school in um, years now Uh, but anyway gorgeous day Uh, i just went over to i'm working from home but i just took a stroll over to the library to pick up my latest hold that came in and that would be traffic by ben smith which um i have a feeling i'm going to come out of really loathing ben smith um i think he's he's the buzzfeed guy and also the new york times media dude for like a year and then semaphore guy and um It's kind of funny to see his book get uh, just completely trashed everywhere, um, including by a lot of (laughs) actual people in real life I know who've read it. And um, yeah, I guess it's a pretty myopic look at the aughts uh, traffic and online media, whatever world uh, wars. But anyway, I'll skim it and, you know, so I can just kind of see what the hubbub is, but. Kind of funny. Um, uh, Well, I can talk more about books um, later in the book section. But, yeah, so it's been, um, geez, like a month and a half since the last one, Uh, mainly because I'm almost never at home alone uh, because I'm either at work or Oliver's here or on the days I work from home, Julie now no longer goes into uh, this, like, Co-working space she used to, so she's always here, and I just can't do this when someone else is here. um Just wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. So, anyway, I am finding myself alone this morning, and I thought I will bang one of these out for a while. I thought, should I just not go back to it because one hundred episodes seemed nice and clean, and it would be cool to just kind of ghost. But no, I'll do one on one, and we'll take it from here. So, anyway. What's been going on for the past uh, month and a half? Well, well, I'll just go through. Okay, well, let me see. Neighborhood news, quick neighborhood news. Well, um, Esposito's, the Italian grocery that made great subs um, and had been there for 80 years, closed on Court Street. That is a bummer. So that was that's some bad neighborhood news. Um, is there any good neighborhood news? Besides the fact that it's always kind of nice here. Um I don't know. Um, oh, I have in my notes e-cycling. Yeah, electronic cycling. A few weeks ago, I went, on, I went to the electronic cycling event that happens twice a year. Um, and thank you to my friend Matt Frampton for uh, announcing on our text thread that he went, which reminded me that I had things to bring. So it's run by the uh, city, and it's over in the cruise terminal area in Red Hook. So it's those huge open, um, I mean, parking lots basically. But they're um, yeah just down by the down by the docks, um, which is where I like to do my e-cycling. And uh, so it's this huge thing where where you drive in, and if you know this cruise terminal area, for a very very long block of basically, I guess it's Imlay Street. You enter one end and you're driving the length of three or four blocks between orange traffic cones through empty paved, paved parking lot areas. And then you <clears throat> get closer to the actual cruise terminal area. And then the cones start like weaving into a pattern. And then basically you're brought around to... It splits into lanes much like um, toll booths or like uh, when you cross the border. So they motion me into one lane. And uh, I just say, yeah, in the trunk or in the back of the Tiguan, I've got uh, this, this, and this. And they're like, okay, they open the the back, they take everything out, and they say, is that it? And I say, yes. And they say, thank you. And you drive out. It's amazing. Got rid of a 42-inch TV that's been sitting in the basement um, for two or three years, um, three years probably, and the screen started to die. So... We put it down there. We didn't give it away because it wasn't working well, but we didn't throw it away because we don't like to do that sort of thing. So we waited around for an event, and then an event came. And anyway, the next one will be in the fall, and I highly recommend it if you have big things or little things. You can literally give them, like, a cable, a cord. Oh, that was in one thing. We also gave them our 13-year-old Verizon wireless router that was sitting in the basement waiting to be recycled. So, yeah, great event. let's see last month there was spring break for schools so we went on a couple of trips we went to uh let's see first chronologically we went to philadelphia that um first weekend of spring break which was like easter weekend and uh let's see well the main thing was just to get out of town and oliver as longtime listeners know loves hotels and loves pools so uh, we booked the residence inn in in bala uh, which is like three or four miles up the Schuylkill River from Center City, Philadelphia. And yeah, it's in it's like I think it's like a year old hotel, if that. But it's it's kind of made out of an old Riverside warehouse thing. You know, it has that rustic uh, industrial steel beam vibe and also has two really good restaurants on the premises. And it's alongside the Schuylkill and the trails and running trails, and it's great. So I recommend that if you are in Philadelphia and looking for a hotel that's not in Center City. Um, and the reason we chose this is because they had a pool and almost no no hotels in Center City have pools. So we went to the aquarium in Camden, which I thought was just, eh, okay. Like, um, I don't love aquariums, so I need to be dazzled. More on that in a few minutes. But um, this one's just kind of an average aquarium um uh oliver loved it but i was just like whatever so then after the aquarium we went to the hotel and it's like uh we checked in like mid-afternoon and then i asked julie and oliver if they wanted to drive me to the phillies game because i was going to go to the phillies and reds but they did not and i said that means you have no car you're here at the hotel and they said yes that's fine i said okay so at four o'clock i went off to the phillies and reds at citizens bank ballpark which is a nice enough place it is uh not my favorite of the recent ballparks i've been to in the last few years um it's like i mean it's better it's a baseline it's better than any of the parks we grew up with in the 80s but um still uh, it was fine it's you know it's in the middle of the sports complex which is just surrounded by parking and this was the second home game of the year so uh it was the first daytime home game of the year, so they, it was sold out, and there were a lot of um, wasted thirty somethings, is how I'll put it. <laughs> so kind of annoying, but um, yeah, got to see that. Check that one off the list. The Reds were winning uh, like one or two to nothing until the ninth inning, which is when I left and I followed the game on the radio on the way home. And of course, they blew it. Um, anyway, so went to the Phillies game, and then after that, I went. I stopped at at uh, the famous Monk's Cafe. Which is in like I guess Rittenhouse, just a couple couple blocks south of Rittenhouse Square. It is a great Belgian beer bar and restaurant, and it is most known for for being a reliable um, for reliably having Russian River Pliny the Elder on draft. So I went and had a Pliny the Elder on draft, and that was great. And then I drove to the hotel and spent the night. And the next day went for a nice run along Schuylkill River. So one day's trip to Philadelphia, highly recommended. And then the next day, which is a Monday, I went to uh, Ed Sheeran. So driving back from Philly, I got a text from uh, my pal Scott and he said, hey, would you like to come with me? I'm going to Ed Sheeran tomorrow because our friends are in the band, which is like Aaron Dessner and Ben Lands and uh, these other cats like familiar names like James McAllister and Rob Moose, etc. These are the people that helped make Ed's new album. And it was like a special show. So I said, yes, I would love to go to the King's Theater. So I met Scott after work at Three's Brewing, and we sat in the backyard and had a burger and a beer. And um, then we got in a car down to the King's and went in. And, uh, yeah, we found our friends. We were seated with, um, well, see my friend Elaine. There were other people there. Uh, Let's see, Rebecca, um, Aaron's wife, Stina. we sat with. Um, Great little crew. So the show started at seven thirty. I never, I've never really listened to Ed Sheeran. Um, I have, I know, I've heard stuff from him before because Julie listens to it, and I have gone into malls in the past few years. Um, but it was an excellent show. So he came out at seven thirty. I don't think his fans knew what was going on, like what the or what the show would be like. But he played. Uh, like kind of his greatest hits for 40 minutes by himself and it was very fun and it was very (laughs) interesting to be at one of those shows where people are kind of screaming but fun times and then the second set was the new album which was more of a polished you know sit down and enjoy this sumptuous new music you've never heard type set and it was really well done it was great and then uh let's see the after party was fantastic because it was nowhere near the King's Theater which bummed out the locals uh like my friend Elaine but it was um actually at that bar O'Keefe's which is on Court Street across the street from Borough Hall um it doesn't even say O'Keefe's really it just is a bar um and um yeah it's like an Irish sports bar with like the bartenders wear yankee hats and my colleague who went to Brooklyn Law School told me that that bar is also where all the lawyers and the law school people go. Um, so anyway, I have no idea why that bar was picked. I'm guessing because it was maybe near his hotel, but um, I loved it. And it was not like they had any back room reserved or it was closed off. It was literally if you happen to be in O'Keefe's on that Monday night, which God help you, um, then around 10 o'clock, Ed Sheeran and a bunch of people came by. Uh, so it was quite fun and funny. And yeah other crew uh people there friends i mean like um John Lowe Brandon um Stu Bella Ben Lands had a great chat with um yeah so fantastic night and then like 2 days later remember Oliver's still on spring break uh we went to Baltimore we left at the end of my work day uh so we had a nice we a Wednesday night leaving at 5:30 Dry, sunset drive down the Jersey Turnpike, which sounds like I'm kind of being sarcastic, but it was really beautiful. And I listened to the MLB app and listened to uh, what else? To do the the Reds game and the Mets game? I think, yeah. Um, good times. So took the d- following day off, and we went down to the National Aquarium in Baltimore. Now that is an aquarium. This is like if you've been to Baltimore, it's right on the Inner Harbor. It's on like the eastern corner of the inner harbor and it's just like really great and big and clean and grand and modern and I loved it and then the three of us were all set to go to the afternoon Orioles game but then literally as we were finding a place to park near Camden Yards Oliver refused to go and he kind of put his foot down and it was annoying so they left me there and they drove off and I Went to Camden Yards for the second time in six months, and it was great as usual. What I like to do is get a single ticket by myself up in, I think it's section 334, which is the upper deck directly behind home plate because you have the nice view of Baltimore. And I got a Camden Frank and a uh, Duck Pin Pale Ale by Union Craft Brewing and Baltimore Brewery that's just along the uh, Jones Falls Expressway. I-83 about 6 miles north of uh Inner Harbor. Yeah, so I had a great time. And then since I had no car, I decided to take Baltimore's light rail back to the suburbs. So, yeah, I took the light rail, which is weird. So, you go to the machine, you buy a ticket, $2, that's it. Doesn't matter where you're going, it's just 2 bucks. And then you sit and you get on it, and no one took my ticket or asked for it and it's a really nice ride and if you're anywhere near this one line i mean it's really convenient obviously that's limited reach but i was surprised at just like how great it was and if one lives way up in the northern suburbs yeah why not take this to head downtown so yeah thumbs up to uh whatever that light rail's called i'm not sure what it's called can't remember the exact name But yeah, good trip to Baltimore. The next morning, we woke up bright and early and drove back, got back to the city at like 1030 or so, and then I started my workday. Good trip. Good trip. All right. Let's see. My gosh, how far back? New Hope trip? Is that uh, Princeton? Did we even discuss that in the last thing? Let me see here. I can't remember. When was our New Hope trip? I get wild played. Let me look. Uh, let's see. New Hope, Pennsylvania, which is where I get wild played. Um, the last podcast was, oh my gosh, the last podcast was the day we did that. So, yeah, I didn't tell you about John and Peter's <laughs> in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Great place. Yeah. Um, yeah, we drove to New Hope. We stayed in a hotel so Oliver could use the pool, except that, um, unfortunately, the pool literally broke uh, as we were checking in. So that's a bummer. But anyway, we went to New Hope, um, which is this picturesque little one street, almost, town along the Delaware River, uh, north of Philly and Trenton, and across, it lies directly across the river from cute little Lambertville, New Jersey and this is all about 15 minutes from Princeton. Um so anyway, we I get Wild Played John and Peters, which is apparently a legendary rock and roll dive bar that goes back to the 80s. It's a weird small room. The the back room is kind of like the stage is sort of rectangularly set up so that it's a wide it's 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 positioned wide in the room as opposed to like at one narrow end. And you, can't, you cannot fit a lot of people in there. So if you ever have a chance to see a big name at John and Peter's, I would do that. But yeah, we didn't play the greatest show, (laughs) but I think we learned a lot in terms of like how to play small places that don't provide a sound man, um, sound person, I mean. So, but anyway, it was a lot of fun to play John and Peter's. And um, the next day, of course, we went to Princeton on the way back to the city. I got to go to the Princeton Record Exchange. I picked up the Pretenders Get Close on Cassette for two bucks and Frank Zappa's Broadway the Hardway live album which I've been meaning to get forever it's from his final tour I guess in 1988 but it is if you've never heard it is a great album I don't love Frank Zappa as much as I'd like to I think the lyrics are dumb and I think most mostly and I think I don't know sometimes the music is I wish it didn't have so much fried acid guitar but Broadway the Hardway is his incredible band from the late 80s and I highly recommend it and I think one very little-known fact about this record is Sting is a guest star on one song, and this was all apparently done without planning on the day of, but he they play Murder by Numbers. And it is so good. Murder by Numbers by Frank Zappa and Sting. Um, I would highly recommend checking it out. When this album came out and I was like 12 or 13, the local radio station in Connecticut where I was li- living played it on some weird sunday night show like it wasn't part of the playlist and i was like oh my goodness this is incredible so i've known about this murder by numbers basically since this album came out and i have listened to it over the decades from my recording it on on a cassette that night but now i have the cd so there you go uh broadway the hard way by frank zappa <clears throat> what else did i buy oh and i bought a um t-shirt i i they have new t-shirts that are really cool and they say it's an old old logo from like 70s and just says i found it exclamation mark at the princeton record exchange uh let's see also while we were there we went to princeton's very expensive toy store and oliver picked out something there and then we went to the very nice ice cream joint so what's interesting about all this princeton stuff is oliver and i have been reading judy bloom books like the fudge books basically I found Superfudge on a stoop down the street like a month ago. And I think it was very serendipitous because I loved these books as a kid. They were part of the larger tapestry of pop culture reasons why I wanted to move to New York my entire life, because the family in these books lives at 25 West 68th Street. And New York is very prominent in all of these books. And then what's interesting is that in Superfudge, the family moves to Princeton for a year to try living outside of the city for a year. So almost all of Superfudge takes place in Princeton. And so Oliver and I read this book, and now now we have references. And he can visualize the lake in Princeton, which is the big lake where they row. Um, He can visualize, like, when they go out for the ice cream parlor downtown or they go to the art gallery downtown Princeton, which downtown Princeton is, like, eight square blocks, basically, very charmingly um so uh, yeah i think it's a man i've been telling oliver that when i was his age i read these books and you know now he is actually that age and lives in new york city and he knows princeton too um and i'm and in fact oliver out of nowhere a few weeks ago said he wanted to move to princeton which i don't know but um it's a nice place there could be worse fates anyway John and Peter's, and then, <laughs> this is really on a tangent now, but I get wild, it, it, it is oddly lining up with my notes here, okay, so then I get wild, we did that John and Peter's show, and we also played a place in Marl Marlboro, New York, called The Falcon, which Marlboro, ugh, I hate saying that word, Marlboro is um, about eight miles north of Newburgh, along the Hudson, it's a small town, and I just learned it's where my friend Amy was born, but This place, The Falcon, is just a local gem started by a gentleman who was a local music fan legend and just had private shows, and he eventually opened a public place. And the reputation is such that the locals will come and see whoever's playing because they trust the curation, which is the best. And also, they don't have a cover charge, which is also great because what they do is they make a huge effort in soliciting artist donations from the audience And they make it easy, including by allowing you to donate money to the artist from your bar tab or your dinner tab, which is incredible. So anyway, the Falcon was great. Um, Also, it's like right astride a waterfall. It's just like this most idyllic scene. It's right on 9W. Uh, And we will be back there in September. I can't remember the exact date, but yeah, so. Nice Thursday night show, 420 <laughs> um, at the Falcon and drove back to the city after. Uh, and then a couple of more just musical items. Late last month, saw the Walkman on their reunion tour. Uh, it was night three of five at Webster Hall, but it was the first show they put on sale um, of their entire tour. So I feel like the the people in the crowd that night were the diehards. And, man, it was unsurprisingly fantastic. They are unsurprisingly as good as they used to be. And I kind of figured this going in, knowing, first of all, them, musically and personally, and also seeing Pavement get better and better as they reunite and get older. I thought the Walkman might be better older, and they are. I think they are better now than they were back then, which is saying a lot. So, yeah. If you haven't seen them, try to see them um, this month. They're going to be at the 930 Club, I think, next week, which I kind of wanted to go to. And now I'm realizing may not be able to because it's coming up and I haven't made plans. And uh, they'll be playing some other things later this year. So cannot wait to see The Walkman again. And then this, just a few days ago, I went and saw Bono's show at the Beacon Theater, but it was not his show. So he's been doing this book tour slash weird solo musical tour where he's playing with a cellist, a harpist, and Jack Knife Lee on production and percussion. And he kind of tells stories, and he kind of plays songs and song bits. And he did like nine sold-out, very sold-out nights at the Beacon. And then there was this afternoon filming, which is meant to capture some of the show. So it wasn't the show proper. It was kind of highlights from it. But my friend Howard, who is a longtime YouTube fan club member he won the lottery for free tickets so he and i went at a two o'clock taping and we stayed for half of it and by half of it it is the one run through and then they said they were going to change stuff on stage and do another run through by that time it was 4 30 we were like oh let's just get out of here because it's just going to be the same thing but it was fantastic so i got to see bono at the beacon um for free and got to take the afternoon off work so that's nice All right, wow, this is a long, long episode. I'm going to quickly go through music that I've listened to. Uh, It's been so long. Some of these I can't remember. Let's see. The Hold Steady, their new album. Um, Very, very, very good. Produced by my friend Josh and featuring a lot of other chums um, on it, including um, my bandmate Annie, I believe, is on it. Uh, It is called The Price of Progress, if I'm remembering correctly the new pornographers have a new uh, record called continue as a guest and i wish i liked it more than i do but this one just didn't grab me once in a while one of their great album they're all great but once in a while one of their albums will just not grab me and this one is it there's no dan behar songs on it which is a bummer and also i feel like like there just aren't any of carl newman's usual just blockbuster melodies Um, but anyway, new, new pornographies. Uh, let's see. I listened to the new Scott McMicken and the ever expanding, which Scott McMicken's from Dr. Dog. And he made this record with my friend, Nick Kinsey up at the chicken shack up in somewhere South of Woodstock. I think it is, but, um, great album, great, great album. It just has this pastoral, um, hippie vibe, great melodies. Let's see. Listen to the new deer record. It is, uh, very, (laughs) Very weird and very good if you like that sort of thing. I admire it more than I like it, but I'm glad I listened. Uh, randomly heard Kevin Rowland's 1999 solo album, a track from it on WFMU a month ago, and that taught me to go, that got me to go back and listen to it. It's camera, oh my gosh, what's it called? Well, it's famous or infamous because it's Kevin Rowland wearing long, women's lingerie on the cover. And he was going through a very apparently dark, depressing time at, at the time, um, I don't mean to insinuate that's why he's wearing lingerie, but, um, well, maybe, maybe it was, but I don't know. But anyway, I do know that the album came out when he was depressed. He wanted to do covers that made him feel good about life or just expressed what he was feeling. And anyway, his cover of The Greatest Love of All, which, of course, Whitney Houston made very famous, it is so, so good. I highly recommend you find Kevin Rowland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D, Kevin Rowland's version of The Greatest Love of All. Um, he, of course, was in Dexie's Midnight Runners. He was the main guy. Uh, let's see. Listen to the new Feist album. Quite good. I only listened once, but it was good. Listen to the Kara Jackson album, who's a young singer-songwriter from, I believe, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, it's very unique because her voice is so stark and great, and it's a spare arrangements. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. I actually had trouble making it through it all, even though I was actively enjoying it while listening to it. It was an, It's the oddest thing. I was like, I like this, but I need a break soon. Um, but I'll listen to it again. Listen to the new Zalurus White, which is uh, Jim White on drums. And I can't remember <laughs> the first name, but Zalurus, who's a Greek person. It's kind of a Greek, weird, avant-indie, Greek, uh, traditional duo. Produced by Guy Pachoto, which I didn't realize he's been producing their last few records. So that was cool. Uh, Dreamhouse Quartet, one of my favorite things of this year. It is Bryce Destner's new... New music, you know, new music as a kind of contemporary classical term project. Um, it's Bryce and uh, this other guy, David something from Paris. They're both playing electric guitar and they teamed up with. Um, I cannot believe I didn't write down the names um, in my notes here, but um, these. these sisters who are uh, pianists and they've long had their own duo of like, you know, a double piano classical setup. So it's two guitars. Two pianos they made a record it's out on Deutsch gramophone called Dreamhouse Quartet great album oh my gosh I love it so much and then I saw the show at town hall with uh, once again Scott thank you for the the, the list spot and um, yeah they also did music by Steve Reich and they debuted a new composed piece by Tom York um, that they Tom York wrote uh, I don't know if it was wrote for them but gave them the opportunity to give it its world debut so it was a great show at Town Hall. And then there was a nice little gathering afterwards upstairs. So Dreamhouse Quartet. Let's see. Listen to the new Tim Hecker. And I liked it a lot. Like I like all Tim Hecker stuff. And I'm just being reminded that I think it was Gabe sent me an article about Tim Hecker and the very catchy headlines. said something like how he regrets making ambient music pop- more popular or something. I need to read that. Let's see. Listen to the new William Tyler live album. It is great. Just great improv, improv, well not imp, totally improv, but instrumental William Tyler music, full band. Listen to the Ed Sheeran record that Aaron Destner produced, and um, I liked it. I liked the show more, maybe just because it was, it was being presented to me in person, and I was more in the zone. But yeah, it was good. Gord Downey from The Tragically Hip. There is a new solo album, Posthumous, of course, because Gord, sadly, is no longer with us. This is stuff that came out that that was recorded, I mean, like approximately a decade ago. It's it's double billed with Bob Rock, the, you know, famous Vancouver producer, who's produced a lot of metal, hair metal, and also share and things like that. But he produced some tragically hip records. So I listened to the new Gord Downey album. It's called Luster Parfait, and it is great. Um, Fred again and Brian Eno did a uh, this is like a collaboration released on Fortet's label, I guess. And also randomly Aaron seems to have something to do with this, but anyway, it's called uh secret life. It has my favorite album cover. <laughs> I think in recent memory, just a beautiful photo. Um, quite good. New Rose city band is exactly what you'd want from a new Rose city band. It is just cosmic. It's just like upbeat cosmic country from the West coast. Um, And, of course, the Nationals' new record, first two pages of Frankenstein, which is, like, I love it. It's very, like, intentionally, like, not long and just kind of somber. And it just is such a beautiful statement and just a well-conceived, taught statement. Um, It finally came out, and I love it, unsurprisingly, I would say, (laughs) to anyone that knows me. Okay, books. Um. Let's see, Housekeeping, I read by uh, Marilyn Robinson. Housekeeping came out 40 years ago. In fact, I read some paperback that was like the 40th anniversary edition. This is one of the best novels I've ever read in my life. It is, her writing is extraordinary. Every sentence is a little composed masterpiece. I was bowled over by this entire book. It's one of those books where it's so well written, you stop and reread sentences, you kind of pause and look up, you you just can't believe it. This book was recommended to me by, if you recall that on the way on the train to the Capitol Theater, I rode by chance next to Nick Palmgarten, the New Yorker writer who's also a Deadhead, and I introduced myself and we hung out and had beers, and it was a great night. He recommended this book to me, and man, oh man, he was just kept telling me, he he was like. I'm telling you, housekeeping. So I read it, and man, it lived up to the hype. So Housekeeping by Marilyn Robinson. I read a little nonfiction book called Numbers Don't Lie by Vaclav Smil, who is a uh, Canadian-Turkish uh, academic, and it's just about it's like 70 very short chapters on just things that make our life work and the numbers behind them, things like turbine generators and wind power and— uh, Food distribution and population trends, etc. One of those things. Uh, pretty good. Kind of like thought I would breeze through it quicker than I did. <laughs> I kind of wanted it to end by the end, but it was good. And I read Stay True by Hua Xu, the uh memoir that's out. It's kind of on display everywhere. You you you've seen the cover if you've wandered into any bookstore. Um this book also bowled me over. I have two books in this in this episode that I am just saying run, don't walk, and read them. So, yeah, Stay True by Hua Xu. It's about his time in the 90s in Berkeley, both growing up in the Bay Area uh, as first generation Asian American immigrant and then going to Berkeley and the friendships there. I mean, there's one friendship that's kind of at the core of the memoir. And um, yeah, really good. And just won the Pulitzer Prize for memoir this week. All right. I think that's it. We've made it through everything. 33 minutes. This is a long one. Um, all right. Well, episode 101, the 101. Um, okay. Well, signing off here from the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Uh, this has been the Conrad Life Report. See you next time.